What is up, podcast? Hey, it's Drew back again with another episode of Unscripted. Uh, and as a somewhat recent trend here, I'm, uh, I'm going to go off script a little bit. And today I want to talk about electric bicycles and specifically Super 73 and there are Brooklyn. Uh, so first, who is Super 73? So Super 73 was founded in 2016, and they are based in Irvine, California. The founders of Super 73 wanted to build a lifestyle and adventure brand, and ironically chose electric bicycles as their first venture. So they're on a mission to create an alternative means of adventure and basically freedom of movement for their customers. Um, there'll be links in the description, so on and so forth, so you can check that stuff out, and we'll keep talking about that. But before I can go further, it's like, also, wait, wait, what is an electric bicycle? I understand that by definition, it sounds like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's a battery-operated bike. That's true. However, here in Ohio, there are laws concerning what classes there are of electric bikes and where they're allowed to go. Those laws are different in different states and specifically different than, like, in Canada versus what they are here in the U.S. So, as far as Ohio is concerned, they have class one, two, and three, and then there's arguably class four e-bikes. So a class one electric bicycle is a bike that has, you know, it's electric powered and it has pedal assist up to 20 miles an hour, and that's pedal assist only. Class two is a bike that would have like a throttle device that you don't have to pedal, but it will only take you up to 20 miles an hour. Class three would be similar to class one, pedal assist only up to 28 miles an hour. And then class four is like unlimited off-road private use only. You know, uh, you can use throttle up to 28 miles an hour. Um, and then obviously it gets beyond that where there are bicycles with no pedals. I apologize. I left that out. Like all of these, I mentioned pedal assist and it takes for granted. It has functional, useful pedals. That's an important part. If you have an e-bike that uses a throttle but has no pedals, it is technically not legal in Ohio. Um, and also with that, it's important to remind everyone in Ohio, a class one and a class two electric bicycle has the exact same access rights on bike paths and multi-use paths as regular bicycles do. So you can ride it on the street as a bicycle and you can also use those multi-use paths. Like here in Dayton, uh, we have massive bikeway system. Years and years and years ago, I think they took up some railroads and they have connected all kinds of places around the city together with these old railroad areas. So we have paved bike paths all over the place. So you can commute across the city through traffic and on the street when you need to, and then get on a multi-use path as long as you're using a class one and class two e-bike. Um, so what brings us to this, <laughs> this discussion is specifically Super 73s are Brooklyn. Uh, this bike is sold as a class two e-bike, uh, and I will talk more about the app integration here in a minute. So let's talk about the, basically in 2020, Super 73 launched this new R-Series. So I had a series of bikes before that, but this R-Series is somewhat of a big deal um, because it's got full suspension. So the R-Brooklyn is what Super 73 calls a performance street racer. Um, and it's pretty evident. You take a look at it, and it has, like, super moto tires. And like I said, they're big, big fat beach tires. And, you know, it's, it's unmistakable when you look at it. So the R-Brooklyn has a 750 to 2,000-watt rear hub motor. 
So that means the actual motor that pushes the bike is not in like the pedal assembly and all that stuff. It's actually in the rear rear hub of the wheel. Um, it has dual hydraulic disc brakes, um, and I talked about those big fat tires. So they're they're 20 inch diameter wheels. Um, it's four and a half inches wide on the front, five inches wide on the rear. Uh, it has, as I talked about, full suspension. It's telescopic front forks and a coilover rear shock, which is damping adjustable. Uh, excuse me, rebound damping adjustable. Um, all of these bikes have a smart display. So the smart display is on the left control and it shows you what your current, what your speed is and then you can toggle it and it'll show you how much range you still have left on the battery. You can toggle it and it shows you what the, what charge percentage if you have it plugged in. Um, it also shows your lifetime odometer um, and then you can do app integration and I'll come back to that here in just a minute. Uh, like I talked about, because it's class two, there's actually a thumb throttle. So it's kind of like, it's a little bit like an ATV. It's, I know, I guess if you took an ATV throttle and mixed it with a motorcycle throttle, that would be it. So there's a thumb throttle on the right-hand side. Uh, it also has a full LED headlight. It also has a brake light. Uh, the bike has a, um, an estimated range of 20 to 75 miles weighs about 83 pounds and right now the R Brooklyn retails for $3,495. So we've talked about e-bikes um, and I obviously gave you the specs on the R Brooklyn so I want to do a little you know disclaimer um, in the interest of transparency I want everyone to know what the backstory is here. Um, so I got a buddy that's a fellow journalist um, that was looking to work with Super 73 and do an article uh, for Vicarious Magazine before Christmas, and some logistics made that um, difficult. So he got me in touch with them. So they're like, hey, Drew, we would love to send you this bike for two weeks. We'd like you to ride it, and would you write an article before Christmas? So that article was written, and ideally, by the time you guys hear this podcast, should be published in Vicarious Magazine, so I will try to put a link in the description. Um, but that was the extent. They're like, hey, will you, write, will you write an article and publish it? And I had a blast riding around town, taking pictures and doing all other stuff, and I shipped it back to them. Um, but I've enjoyed it so much, and it's been relevant to what I want to see in the future. There's only so much I can include in a magazine article because there's only so much space, and as we all know, I love to run my trap. Uh, so I'm like, you know what, I, I want to do a podcast because I'm going to talk about this bike, um, the features of it, what I like, and uh, a big piece of what the future is. So, you know, obviously they, they shipped the bike to me uh, in a big box. And uh, when they ship them to you, the bicycle doesn't have the handlebars or the pedals attached to it, but everything else is already assembled. And there's a toolkit that's in there. It's like got like an Allen wrench and a, and a wrench for the pedals and whatnot. And I mean, I had it together and, you know, out of the box and ready to go in 20 minutes. You, you plug the charger in like any charger on your laptop. And once you plug it in there, and I'm going to say, anybody who's going to buy this, remember, you plug it into the battery that looks like a gas tank on the bike, but you have to turn the bike on for it to charge. The cool thing is, is you know that because on that smart display, it tells you how much more, you know, how much, what percent charged it is. So that's how you'll know it's there, but you, you got to do that. So I put it together, charged it up, let it sit for four hours, whatever, took a ride. And then that was kind of my shtick, uh, ride it every day and then plug it in at night. No big deal. Estimated charge time is supposed to be like six or seven hours, but since I charged it overnight, no big deal. Um, I also want to say, uh, cheers to Super 73 on the branding. You know, they got this big Super 73 on there. And the thing that really made me laugh was the uh, the little warning thing. And uh, really, like, 
uh, like logo script stuff that says heavy AF. Uh, it's just the, the branding on the box and whatnot. Just it, you can tell that you know they're they're trying to keep people excited about what they're doing, and and I'm all about it. Now, so let's let's talk about the riding experience a little bit. Um, like I said, I had the, I had the bike for two weeks back in October. Uh, which was probably one of the best times to ride and what a great time to be out on a bicycle because that was like right when the leaves were changing um, you know leaves are just starting to come off the trees but you know it's just beautiful oranges and yellows and whatnot i mean just october motorcycle bicycle whatever is, is a great time to be out and about uh, but it had been been quite a while since i'd actually ridden a bicycle uh i was riding mountain bike pretty heavy back in like 2014 2015 range especially when i was starting to get adventure fever um, but I hadn't really ridden it much since I started riding the Scrambler off-road. So it had been years. Uh, so it's it's interesting riding a bicycle at 28 miles an hour and thinking that's not really fast on a dirt bike or like a street bike especially. But, you know, an 80-pound bicycle with just a bicycle helmet on and a sweatshirt, you know, ripping down the multi-use paths and whatnot, it, it's very visceral. Um, and... I also have to comment like how quiet it is. Like I'm used to wearing earplugs and riding a dirt bike and my, my WR250R still has stock exhaust. So it's not super loud, but it's very different listening to, you know, just the ticking of the derailleur um, and, and actually hearing the wind, you know, pretty strong at 20 miles and 20, 28 miles an hour headed downhill and whatnot. Like hearing, hearing the wind like whistle past uh, the chin strap on your helmet and whatnot. Like it, it's very different after being on a motorcycle for a really long time. Uh, and I have to add to that, like I'm out on some of these longer rides and I'm on some of the, uh, you know, those multi-use paths and I'm like sneaking up on deer. And it was odd just riding along and the deer are just staring at me like, what are you doing here? And I'm just used to, you know, riding the off-road trails. Like if I see a deer, I've already spooked it. Like they're already on the run and darting out in front of me and it's not a positive experience. It's much better to be able to roll up on nature uh, and appreciate it. So that, <laughs> there's definitely something to be said for having an e-bike for that reason, having a little bit better range, not having to do quite as much work as a regular bicycle, but really being able to, to take in nature if that's what you're into. Um, as far as ergonomics is concerned, um, you can look at the bike and kind of get a feel for it, if, especially if you see pictures of people on it. Um, it's got a nice big long banana seat, um, but it's, it's meant for sitting. You can stand up. I did stand up. Um, you know, it's nice to stand up and jump off curbs and, you know, go over logs if you're riding on trails and things like that. But all in all, it's set up to sit and it's just ergonomically better because the pedals are positioned a little bit forward of your butt. So it's not all that different, frankly, from the way that my Triumph Scrambler sits. Like the pegs are a little bit more forward than they would be on like a dirt bike, in this case, like a mountain bike. So there's, there's that piece of it. Um, it also needs to be pointed out that in stock form, it does have pedals, and but it's a single speed. So you either have pedal assist and use the battery, or it's single speed. And so it's a little extra work to go from a start and pedal, and it's the same thing when you get on throttle. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but ultimately, this bike is happiest in between 15 and 20 miles an hour pedaling to, you know, pedal without pedal assist up above that is like you're really really working like your feet are moving in a big hurry uh, underneath that like i said it's a little bit more effort so it reminds me of being a kid having my first bmx bike that you know there was just a there was a pace that was comfortable and if you were way over it or way under it you're you were doing a lot of work uh, and in this in its stock one speed form is kind of the same um, i want to point out 
Well, let's talk about power delivery first. Um, so I talked about power delivery in context. It when you hit the throttle, don't expect the bike to just like rip out of your hands. Um, a lot of people may think about that stuff if they're thinking about some of the current electric dirt bikes or obviously any motorcycle powered anything. We have to remember that this bike serves two masters. So it's it is a stylish, you know, awesome looking urban bicycle on top of the fact that it needs to be available for being utilitarian. Um, and I thought it was funny because I was downtown and observing they rent electric bicycles to you know commuters downtown and they are probably the fuggliest electric bicycles I have ever seen. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of e-bikes out there and obviously if you're a mountain bike person you've seen them. They're, they're, they're all right. But for the most part I find the vast majority of regular plain Jane electric bikes are not special and in fact a regular bicycle is better looking than them. These Super 73 bikes are amazing. But anyway those are utilitarian machines it's competing against, so it's trying to bridge the gap between these two. So when you get on the throttle, it's it's not gonna you know rip away from you immediately. It, it's made to be steady and pour on slow and stretch that battery life out long enough that you can use it. But I mean, it once you start getting up to 15, 20 miles an hour, yeah, it it flies a little. You know, if you jump off a curb and get a little shot of throttle, it does start to lift up the front end a little bit. I mean, if you if you bounce that front end at all and give it the right body English, you can ride wheelies on this thing. Like, all that stuff is, is real. Um, and so the other end of that is stopping. And the brakes on this bike are insane. The best brakes on anything I have ever been on. It will... I mean, it will, you grab a hold of that front brake, it will throw you over those bars right here, right now, if that's what you want to do. Um, so I just, it, it was a blast just riding around doing big fat stoppies um, because it, with that big beach tire on the front, you get great purchase on the asphalt and you can, you can just pinch that front brake and watch that suspension collapse and do stoppies like an idiot. So somebody who has far superior balance to what I have, um, could be, you know, riding down hills, whatnot, just completely on the front wheel. Um, and it's and it's fun. You can you can lock up that rear in a heartbeat and slide it around and be a, a complete hooligan. Um, and while you can't necessarily do wheelies from a stop, it it is rad to be able to just do a pivot turn with that throttle on demand in the parking lot. So yeah, just one wheel on a pedal, pivot turn around, and then ride around like a hooligan some more. Um, so like I said, brakes are rad. Um, as far as like uh, suspension is concerned, it was nice being on the suspension and having the ability to you know absorb all that stuff. Uh, off road specifically is what I was thinking of. It like I said, it's not it's not an enduro bike. Uh, you know, it's not as, as supple and as plush as that is. Um, but being off road and having the suspension and being able to jump off curbs and all that whatnot, that stuff's awesome. After being on on different bikes, so. I welcome it. Um, the the RX and the RX Mojave are these knobby tired varieties that are even more flexible. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the suspension that's on those bikes in particular, but I'm anxious to experience that and see what that's like. So there's there's development in this space, and and I'm I, I enjoy it. Uh, and then riding off road is the same. Like if the hills are super steep, you know the 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 battery and the motor are going to struggle to get you up the hill because they're trying to conserve battery and not dump all of it into it to get you there. Um, but there's a like a 
uh, there's a park near my house and it had some like single track kind of going through the woods and nobody was really back there. So it was a blast to ride up and down that. Um, and, and also like at night, um, because it's got that big led headlight. It was awesome. Like right after sunset going down through the trails in the woods. And then obviously you can commute on, you know, the bike path or downtown or wherever you're headed, like having that big led headlight on the front, um, was, was a whole other experience to have a bicycle at night. I used to spend a lot of time cause I played ice hockey in school, you know, skate tonight or whatnot, but to have that big led light already on there was like super convenient. So I really like that. Um, the other thing is like I said about weight, uh, 80 pounds would be really heavy for a bicycle by most people's standards. But when my dirt bike's 250 and the lightest dirt bike I've ever been on is like 235 and my dual sports, like 300 pounds, like an 80 pound bicycle is hilarious. So I did some of the mountain bike trails that I knew pretty well near my old house um, and there were some massive logs that have fallen since I've been there before. And it's like, yeah, this, it's no big deal getting my bicycle over this. I mean, there were a couple of them. That I'm like, I wouldn't even take my dirt bike over that. That's so gnarly because of the way that log's laying, I'm, I'm not getting in there, but it's nothing to just pick up the back wheel on this thing and walk over it. So it's pros and cons, you know, hardcore, like I said, hardcore bicycle people are going to be like, wow, that's heavy. But I'm like, Puh. it's, it's totally different ball game, um, riding on something like this after being a motorcycle person. And ultimately, uh, that kind of leads me to like what this bike is. Like I said, what is an electric bicycle? To me, the Super 73 and specifically the R Brooklyn, it is like a BMX bike smashed into a supermoto. You know, it's a single speed kind of like the BMX is, but with those big wide tires on it, there's nothing better than finding a good set of like, you know, curvy trails or out in the parking lot or whatever it is and just leaning that bike over and going as fast as you can without hitting the brakes or before the tires let go. Uh, obviously, um, I didn't take a ride on this bike and wouldn't want to, uh, but just knowing how far you can push it because it, it just begs to be a hooligan. Um, and we'll talk about some of that, more of that stuff in, in the commentary, but just, yeah, it's, it's a fat tire urban assault vehicle. I just, that's the way that I see it. Um, I, I'm gonna kind of go backwards a little bit and talk about range uh, with regard to that because if you're being the hooligan that I was describing you can be full on the throttle I rode from my house all the way down to the river and back um, and just flat out as much as it could do and it will do 20 miles an hour not pedaling and doing nothing but just abusing the throttle as hard as you can 20 miles range no problem on that um, and then I rode from my house in South Dayton all the way to downtown and all the way back. I used level one as much as possible and then level two and three occasionally and then used some shots of throttle to get up the hill because it's a, it's, it's a big long trip from the river all the way up to where I live on top of the hill here. Um, and I did 46 miles and it told me when I was done on the smart display that I still had nine miles to go. So it's, it, it, when they say 75 miles, I don't doubt that one second. Um, because by default, it tells you about, I think it was 40, 45 miles. I think that's what the clock says at a full charge. Um, but it kind of assumes that you're going to use level two pedal assist. So when you use level one, it basically like doubles that. Like I said, so 75 miles 
no problem. I, I wanted to do a trip from home to work one day, um, but just the logistics of getting up in time to leave and the temperature and it being dark at the time made it a little tough and just some stuff happened at home and I couldn't get it done. Um, but I definitely made sure I did a good long range test and tried not to strand myself. So yeah, 75 miles, no problem. Um, I also want to talk about the app integration. Seven, excuse me, Super 73 has an app for your smartphone. And in that app, you can actually do navigation. So you can tell it you want to go somewhere and it looks at the routes and ties you into the dedicated bicycle paths and then the streets when the streets make more sense and all that stuff. You can toggle through the settings that are in there on the motor or on the uh, on the bicycle to change it level one, level two. You can turn the headlight on and off. There's there's lots of other features that are in that. Uh, the other thing that's in there is like I said, this is a class two e-bike. However, inside the app, you can agree to a disclaimer and it will unlock level three, which got to 28 miles an hour, and unlimited mode, which is throttle 28 miles an hour. So as long as you agree to that disclaimer, you can unlock all that stuff. And then from in there, you can do firmware updates to your, to your bike and all that other stuff. So it, the, the app integration is pretty cool. And I also like um, if what I was talking about, I, you know, you know me, I've got my cell phone up on the bars my motorcycle and whatnot but i put this with a uh, ram clamp up on the bars and you could look at the map but if you wanted to put your cell phone in your pocket you can use the super 73 app and it will actually give you turn by turn directions on the the smart display which i really like i've said that before i'd kind of like some of the more motorcycles do that i think royal enfield and some other people are playing with that now um, but it basically says, yeah, an X number of feet turn left, an X number of feet turn right, and kind of gives you directions through town to get to whatever destination you're going to. And I thought that was really awesome. Now, so some final commentary specifically on the R Brooklyn. Um, I touched on it earlier. Like I, I, I'm a big fan of the aesthetics. Um, in a world where I feel like so many of the e-bikes are, you know, strap a battery to a bicycle um, and they're I mean just high waiter pocket protector type bicycles uh, maybe I'm too much motorcyclist there's just so many of those bikes that are out there uh, Super 73 to me has a completely different approach it is like it, it looks like a motorcycle it's made to look like a motorcycle the battery looks like a motorcycle tank um, you know like I said it looks like a supermoto uh, there's lots of really awesome branding that they've put on it. You know, they've got Super 73 as part. You know, it's it's stamped out of the brackets that support the seat. You know, they've got the stickers on it and that kind of thing. They've got the fork protectors on it like a dirt bike has. I, I think they've got the aesthetics on point. Uh, like I said, it, it, it begs you to be a hooligan just by looking at it. Uh, and I think that that's important because so many things in life are, you know, you buy it because you like it. It makes you feel good. You like the way that it looks. So Super 73 is bringing that sex appeal to the market with these bikes. And I think that's the right decision. And obviously I appreciate it. If you're an ultra utilitarian person, it may not be your flavor, but I think they're making the right choice with that. So let's talk about the target audience with this a little bit. So I'm what? Let's call it 12 miles-ish from downtown Dayton, maybe 13, 15. And I'm 28 miles on the highway from my office. 
Uh, and I see myself on the cusp of being the target audience for this bike. Um, I'm an outdoorsy person. I love nature. So the ability to get into those types of places and enjoy nature and quiet um, and not have any harassment from the neighbors and you know the, the authorities, I really like that piece of it. My commute is long enough that it would be pretty brutal in the winter to be doing, you know, 27 miles on the bike path for an hour and whatnot. But the closer you live to the city, I think that's really a no-brainer uh, be- because, which is what I like about it, that it's legal like any other bicyclist. So I can use the streets and go through traffic when it makes sense. And I can also jump on the bike path and bypass all of the rush hour garbage in certain circumstances. And I mean, today's a perfect example. You know, my 30 minute commute turned into 45 just because it's a random weekday and people can't keep from running into one another. So if I'm already going to spend 45 minutes in a car, if I could get nearly that on a bicycle, like it, it is totally a no brainer, assuming the weather's not miserable. Um, obviously the more rural that you are, the more that I'm sure it makes more sense to lean toward motorcycle because like we said, 3,500 bucks, some people are going to think, you know, well, you know, there's a Honda Grom, there's, you know, CRF 300L, like you start encroaching on some dual sport territory and whatnot. And then the, the most purest of mountain bikers, I mean, and that's the thing, right? Like, cause people are like, oh man, $3,500 is a lot for an e-bike. Well, $3,500 is the price of a regular non-electric mountain bike. Um, and it still won't buy you most motorcycles here in the U.S. So it still fits in that sweet spot. And it's and like I said, it's all about target audience. Like, who is this for? Um, so I think any anyone who's urban can take advantage of that. And, and I also left out, like, for 3500 bucks, you can get a bicycle that does 28 miles an hour, which is every bit, I mean, that's downright illegal in my development. You're not supposed to go that fast in a car. Um, But you don't need a driver's license. You don't need insurance. You don't have to tag and title and get a license plate for your bicycle. So you can do all that stuff and pay the one-time fee and still get the advantages of using the bike paths and the streets and whatnot. Um, So to me, that's a selling point. Like I said, the more more in the city that you live and the more in touch with nature you want to be. Um, And I'll talk more about what I think the future is here in a second. But I I just, I think there's a huge opportunity here to embrace power without noise in a world where the city especially is starting to make it more and more difficult to be involved in motorcycles. So there's, there's huge advantages to that stuff. Um, As far as the, our Brooklyn is concerned specifically, I obviously had a blast with it. Uh, I would like to try. They have a 10-speed cassette for it to swap out for the single speed in the rear. Um, I would really like to try that. I forget what the price is, but it's, I don't know, let's call it $200 or something. Don't quote me on that. Um, You can look it up on their website. But it's a small expense, uh, and I'm curious if having that 10-speed on there makes it more enjoyable to pedal combined with really extends the range. Like if you're in a situation where you want to use the throttle a lot, pedaling home on that single speed gets a little rough if you got uh, a little ahead of yourself and weren't paying attention. Um, so I'd like to do that. 
also, I don't know if it's out yet, but I know that Super 73 is going to launch a 2300 watt firmware upgrade for that bike. So you could download the firmware with your app on your phone and get an extra 300 watts. I really want to know um, how the bike performs after getting that, uh, that little extra bit of juice in there. Uh, so I talked about the future. Um, similar to what I was saying about existing modifications for the bike, uh, I'd, I'd really like to see, is it possible to do power regeneration? I, I don't think that their hub motor, I know that uh, DR Brooklyn does not have this feature. There is no regenerative power, and I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on electric technology. I just know it exists in cars and whatnot. So I'm curious, is there a way to do regenerative braking uh, on the Super 73? And then more importantly, if you go poke around their website, the R models have, they do like custom versions. I shouldn't say, it's not exclusive to their R models. They've done custom versions of all their bikes. And the battery that sits on top of the frame that looks like a gas tank can also sit inside the frame. Like the frame is set up to be modular where you can put like bags on it and all this other stuff. I'm curious, can we put two of these batteries uh, and I meant to say earlier, what is it? Yeah, I meant to say earlier and I can't see it. I want to say it's like 950 or 960 watt out batteries. But anyway, I, I think there's space. They could put a battery on top of the frame and a battery on the front down tube the way they have on, like I think there's a version for Indian motorcycles. I think there's a Roland Sands edition that has it that way, but they have a battery in two positions. So can we wire it and set it up for two? Like how far could we take this bike with that battery and how heavy is that battery really going to be? So, I mean, 100 pound e-bike, but you've can you double the range on that? Could I go 100 plus miles if we did that? Could we get more power output of the rear hub? Like, so I'm just, I'm anxious to see if we got that extra battery on there, how would that change things? Uh, and I guess next I'm really hopeful that beyond obviously enjoying the R Brooklyn itself, I want to see Super 73 be successful enough that they offer a dedicated off-road only machine. Um, I've been big on this elsewhere. While I'm not super jazzed about electric cars, I'm not super jazzed about electric street bikes. I'm totally all in on electric off-road bikes. I think this is a fantastic opportunity. Uh, so like I said, I'm hoping that they continue to be successful in this so we have an opportunity to see Super 73 bring an offering to basically ride an electric dirt bike in the city because it seems to be paired well with their existing offerings, offerings both because of style and application. Um, which brings me to, like, to me, this is the future. I'm not saying we're going to get away from gas vehicles or that we all have to embrace electric. That's not my, my message. My message is we live in a world now where there's no question emissions and noise ordinances have restricted access for motorcycles and motorsports near urban centers and neighborhoods and whatnot. Laguna Seca has some very restrictive rules on racing. MotoGP doesn't even race there anymore. Grand National Cross Country, that's an AMA off-road racing series. They have noise restrictions on your bikes. They can, they can black flag you and not let you race because you're too loud. Um, just in this world where that seems to be an issue, and I'm obviously a member of a club that's in the middle of downtown, if we have enough issues, 
they could potentially try to shut us down. And so my favorite recreational activity is now banned. And so to do so would mean I'm an outlaw. Um, so I want to see these bikes be successful. Moreover, I, I mean, I took the, I took the R Brooklyn over to a skate park for a hot minute there. I just, I see an opportunity for there to be like stunt type parks, skate park stuff set up specifically for these bikes and their speeds and capability. Um, we have the opportunity to do like electric bike, urban racing. We could set up oval tracks or get on like a go-kart track with these. Um, this year, actually, uh, what was that? Moto Beach Classic. That was actually the, the location of Red Bull Straight Rhythm. They actually had, uh, Super 73 had a race that was kind of like flat track that they were all doing on these e-bikes. I, I think this opportunity is massive because for folks like me that I work a city job, I have to drive, you know, two hours plus to go race a dirt bike most of the time. Riding opportunities are short. Adventure riding opportunities mean I'm definitely going an hour and a half before I hit a trail. So having these e-bikes around means that we get a chance to do, you know, two-wheeled activity to include racing and not piss off the neighbors. And maybe even we'll bring more people into the sport and we'll begin to understand the crossover. So that to me, that's the biggest thing is, as far as uh, folks that live in the city and around other big neighborhoods, this really opens the door to all that stuff. Um, and so I'm hopeful that they're going to be successful. Uh, so that that's, you know half an hour worth of words about Super 73 and the R Brooklyn. Like I said, it was, it was, it was a great experience. I really enjoyed that. Um, and, and folks definitely should check out the pictures in the article if they get a chance. So I will put uh, those links in the description. And uh, I have nothing else. I want to get a photo gallery so people can see the different places we were and understand the stuff that's going on. And then I'll put a link in the description for the R Brooklyn itself so you can look up some of those details on their website. So... I know this is uh, changing things up a little bit, a new topic, um, but like I said, I think I think that we should embrace the option for having electric stuff out there, and I think that Super 73 is forging into this brand new space that fits between, you know, gas-powered supermoto dirt bike type stuff and traditional mountain bike bicycle stuff this is a whole new place that's completely being explored with a very different customer than we're used to uh, and, I, and i think this is a great opportunity um, and so you got questions comments hit me motoadvr at gmail.com and uh, we'll catch you guys down the road